Hi, everyone. This is Jen Kesnick, and you're listening to UBU, and I'll be me. So yesterday, I gave the keynote to the National Junior Honor Society inductees at the Tuckahoe School in Southampton, and I was very pleased to have been asked to do that, and I thought that I would just give you my talk as my podcast this week. So I'll skip the good afternoon, blah, blah, blah. You don't need to hear that. After congratulating the inductees, I said I looked at the National Honor Society website while I was preparing to give this talk I'm giving today. I know what the Honor Society is, of course, but I must admit, in school it always seemed a little out of reach for me. As a matter of fact, I hope someone takes my picture addressing you guys, because I would love to send it to some former teachers of mine. But on the website, I saw important words like leadership, service, hashtag future ready, more on all of these in a bit. I grew up in a different world than the one you guys are growing up in. Everything you can imagine was different then from the way teachers taught and parents parented and what was considered socially acceptable behavior between men and women to what was considered too taboo to talk to your neighbors about, including religion and politics. You guys are growing up in a time where we are experiencing the biggest cultural shift we have ever known. Everyone over 35 has no idea what it's like to grow up in these times, and you guys have no idea what it's like to grow up in any other environment other than here and now. In a time where the country seems so divided, so much so, it seems sometimes we can't figure out a way to come together, I have great faith in your generation that you will be the future leaders who will be the ones to teach the generations that preceded you that it can and it will be done. It will only be done with things like empathy and kindness and respect for people who may or may not think the way you think or believe in what you believe in. It's going to take a lot of love. So how my podcast, You Be You and I'll Be Me, came to fruition, let me preface this with the fact that although the story takes place around the election, it is not political. I care about story, humans, emotions, and heart. I don't care what political party you identify with, so exhale, adults in the room. I just didn't want you to get nervous once you heard me get started and think, uh-oh, where's she going with this? Get the hook. I am a mom, and my husband and I have four children, the youngest of whom is our daughter, Kelly. And Kelly is a bit of a wild card and likes to buck the system anytime she can, and that's a nice way of saying she can be difficult, but we love her anyway. So it was not completely surprising when she informed her father and I, her senior year of high school, that she was going to only apply to one school, the Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia. I said, how about a backup plan? She said, I already got one. And we braced ourselves for what she was about to say as she continued on. I plan on driving across country, living in California for a year, I'll go to Santa Barbara Community College, eventually transfer to UCSB. I already have a job, job lined up. Kelly had worked throughout high school at a local clothing store that girls love and parents hate called LF. And she'd already set up a conference call, spoke to the management in their California office about working at the store in Santa Barbara. Is that so? We said. We have learned to pick our battles. So we thought instead of dismissing her with an absolutely not, we would bide our time and see how things played out. When she heard a few months later that she had gotten into her one and only school of choice, I thought, great, that's settled. 
But by then, Kelly had other plans. She said, just hear me out. Oh, this should be good, we thought. And she proceeded to regale us with her plan C. Defer for a semester, still go to California, work at LF, then go to SCAD in the spring. We said, we really don't think that's a great idea, but you're 18 years old, and I suppose that means you can make your own decisions, but here's the catch. If you take a semester off, you're going out there with no help from us other than your cell phone because we want to be able to keep in touch with you. But if you're not in school, you're working full-time, you're paying your own bills, rent, groceries, gas, everything's on you. Now, when you go to school in the spring, you go back to getting the benefits that your brother and sisters got when they were in school, meal plan, dorm room, normal college student stuff. She said, fine, I don't want you to pay for anything. And we said, fine, we won't. So that stubborn little baby packed up her car and went away to drive across country and live in Santa Barbara. Suddenly, for the first time in over 25 years, my husband and I found ourselves empty nesters, which is a term people use referring to couples who no longer have children living at home in the nest. We were like a kid who gets to the carnival and is so excited he can't figure out to do what to do first. Uh, Ferris wheel, games, cotton candy, ah! Like so many here on the east end of Long Island, our work is seasonal, so we had some downtime coming. We decided that we would take a trip and drive across country, taking our time and seeing as much of the United States as we could before landing in California to I spy how Kelly was doing. We started mid-October in the year 2016. We drove through the Blue Ridge Mountains onto Nashville and Memphis, Little Rock, Arkansas, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Amarillo, Texas, drove Route 66 to Tucumcari, New Mexico, stopped at the Grand Canyon to watch the sunrise over one of the wonders of the world, spent 24 hours in Las Vegas, Nevada, that was plenty, and finally got to LA and eventually Santa Barbara. We made it to California in a few weeks, and it was the most eye-opening and interesting trips I'd ever been on in my life at such an incredible time in our nation's history. We talked to locals and fellow travelers everywhere we went, listened to country music in Nashville, had fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches in Memphis, drove through the craziest hailstorm I'd ever seen in Oklahoma. We saw amazing things and strange things and incredibly sad things. We watched families eat breakfast together and diners along the way. And in Texas, I saw this adorable family dressed like cowboys because they were cowboys. The two little tiny cowboys were probably six and seven years old, and they jumped up on a stool at a restaurant that had a shooting game with what looked like pretty authentic rifles in the lobby to have target practice while you wait. I watched in amazement as they tilted their cowboy hats back and held their rifles up and took aim at their moving targets, and I raised my phone up to take their picture when my husband said, what are you doing? I said, they're tiny cowboys. And he said, okay, well, they're actually real children who belong to that bigger cowboy over there who probably doesn't appreciate a stranger taking a picture of his kids for their Instagram account. Oh, you have a point. In Tucumcari, I watched the biggest, most intimidating man I had ever seen walk through a restaurant where we were having dinner. He asked the young waitress by name for a table. She sat him down for a at a table of four, and a minute later, his wife, son, and daughter all sat down, and they were chatting and smiling and laughing, and when the food came, this gentle giant that looked like he could have been a very intimidating guy grabbed his family by the hands, and they bowed their heads, and they prayed grace before they ate. 
We pass through long stretches of highway, some really beautiful and some with the most poverty-stricken shacks on the side of the road, where the only thing in that town were factories, gas stations, and maybe a slaughterhouse where I imagined generations of families worked because that's all there was. I saw so many beautiful things, the mountains, the desert, the different cities and towns along the way, the Grand Canyon. I even stood on a corner in Winslow, Arizona, and I said to them, which you probably don't get the reference, but to me, it was pretty cool. I also saw so many things that could only be described as bleak and heartbreaking. Out the window, I saw children playing in yards of homes so run down, I didn't know people could live like that and exist in the same country that I lived in. And every time we chatted up a local or a fellow traveler, news of the coming election was on everyone's mind. And one man in Texas said, I just don't want to live like this anymore. I can't make a better life for my family. And what I learned was the internet had connected us all, but on the surface, we didn't seem to have much in common. What was normal for us here on the east end of Long Island may as well be living on a different planet for a kid going to school in the middle of what we would consider nowhere, but what they consider home. When we got to California, the climate was one of fear, anger, and frustration, and that's when I noticed that we as a country had completely stopped listening to each other and started hating each other. For the last three weeks, I had watched families who lived completely different lives than the way my family lived, yet what we all had in common was love. We all love our family and our friends. We all want everyone to be as happy as possible and healthy and have opportunities to do things and go places and thrive. That's something we all want. No one is better than anyone else. We are all human beings and we all deserve love. So I decided to start a podcast that told stories we could all agree on. You be you and I'll be me is my way of saying, you may not agree or understand with what I believe, and I may not agree or understand with what you believe, and that's okay. Let's keep the big picture in focus. We are all human beings, born in one of the most exciting times in history. Let's celebrate the fact that the cartoon The Jetsons was pretty much spot on. So on my podcast, sometimes I have my kids on, and we talk about things like self-esteem and putting yourself out there and following your dreams. I have my husband on one time, and we talked about being your authentic self. I learned so much from interacting with different people of all ages and all walks of life. I recently had on a mother and sisters of a man who died from suicide, and I learned that you say died or death from suicide and not committed suicide because that makes it seem like they committed a crime when really all they did was put an end to their pain and suffering because they thought everyone would be better off without them. I have people on who are passionate about what they do, and when you hear someone talking about something they're passionate about, you feel it. I am a storyteller, and I learn best from someone telling me a story. So I can really feel their emotions and hear their quote-unquote why. The best part of the Olympics for me are the backstories they tell about athletes in between events. And it's never, and Johnny didn't have to sacrifice a thing to win this gold. He was always good at everything. It's no surprise. It's never that. It's always, and Johnny had to overcome one hardship after the next to get here, but he stuck with it and he stayed dedicated. And then at the last minute, they'll always throw in that. And two days before he came here, Johnny's dear old grandmother died, but her last wish was for him to bring back the gold. So, you know, Johnny does his event and we're all watching and we're all invested now because we know his backstory and he's at the finish line and he won and he's looking up and crying. And since we know the story, we're all crying too. Like he did it for his grandma and we're bonded for life because we shared something personal that we can all relate to.
The most unlikely people can find commonality if they want to. And just as easy, you can find a million ways you're divided if you want to. There's a great quote that goes, if you look for the bad, you will find it. If you look for the good, you will find it. We always have a choice between the two realities, the positive and the negative. The reality we invest our energy in is the one in which we exist. And by the way, if you're wondering whatever happened to Kelly, she did work at LF in Santa Barbara. And while she thought she made plenty of money while she worked there in high school, she quickly learned that in order to make enough money to pay rent and eat food, she would have to work for without days off for, for weeks on end. And I would check in on her and say how she was do, ask how she was doing, and she would say, I'm really hungry, or I'm so tired, I'm going to cry. But sometimes being a good parent is not giving in. Believe me, all we want for you guys is to be happy. We would lay down our lives for you and give you the shirts off our back. But sometimes being a good parent is allowing you to learn the hard lessons by not swooping in and saving the day, a lesson I'm still learning. It's hard for most parents to watch you go through hard times, but that's when you learn the most about yourself. That's when you get an opportunity to make yourself proud because you did it. So sure enough, because we didn't make it comfortable for Kelly, when the time came, she left California in the rear view and is living her life, living her dream of being an art student in Savannah. Life is not easy, and to us over 35ers, 45ers, 55ers, whatever, we are afraid for you because we don't understand the world you're growing up in. We think, thank you, Lord, that there was no social media when we were navigating the waters of the uncharted territory of middle school and high school. We worry about your feelings getting hurt because our feelings got hurt, but then we went home at 3 o'clock, regrouped with our families, and you guys have to just live it constantly. We worry about your mental health. But this life is all you know. So even though it seems like something we couldn't handle, that doesn't mean it's something you can't handle. But if it gets to be too much, and sometimes it will, be brave enough and bold enough to take a break, unplug, learn to be alone with just your thoughts and not your phone, ask for help if you need it because we know you're doing your best, but sometimes you need someone to throw you a line. A friend in need is a friend indeed. You are the leaders and leaders see the big picture. Notice the kid who could use a friend like you and put your hand out for them. It's hard to be yourself when you're at a stage in life where everyone wants to be included and fit in and be just like each other. I don't know why we do this, because really we should be practicing self-awareness and being who we really are as individuals all along. Because I promise you, it's the people that think differently than everyone else does who aren't afraid to march to their own tune, to speak out, stand up, stand out. Those are the leaders. Those are the ones that make a difference. Confident people support, encourage, and inspire others to be their best selves. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, and do more, then you're a leader. And there is enough greatness to go around. If someone is better at you than something, don't be jealous. Work harder. And say to them, you're crushing this. You want to help me get better? There are no excuses. Excuses are you not being honest with yourself. Practice responsibility, accountability, and extreme ownership of yourself. Total self-honesty is not easy. And this is where you have to admit you maybe aren't so great at something. Just own it because no one is perfect at everything and every single one of us has something about them that can use work. We also have different strengths and things that we're really good at. So start noticing what comes naturally to you because these are your gifts. No one shows a bird how to build a nest or a spider how to make a web. They are instincts and you should always use yours. 
be resilient. Life is hard. And every one of us gets brought to our knees at some point in life. Sometimes several times, like Johnny, who won the gold because he never gave up. My point is, you're going to get knocked down, but it's how quick that you get back up and keep at it that matters most. Don't wallow in it or wallow for a minute because you're a human, not a robot. And then get back after it until you get it, or maybe it'll take you down another path that's actually a better one for you to be on, but just keep trying. Part of being in the National Honor Society is not just about getting good grades and having leadership qualities, although those are two outstanding things to be and have. I have to say the most important quality we each possess is the ability to be of service for someone else. And service can be anything at all. A friend of mine is a former lacrosse player, and he and his son started a charity called Operation Bagataway, which collects lacrosse equipment and sends it overseas to the troops because he heard downtime is usually terribly boring and makes their time away from home seem a million times longer. So it doesn't have to be something that you have no interest in. Then you're not being your authentic self and you won't receive the gift of true joy that you get when you help someone in a profound and meaningful way. And sorry to the parents if you already had your child all set up to clean out the church basement this summer and they throw at you. Um, that's not really being authentic to who I really am. I'm not going to do that because kids, sometimes you got to do things you don't want to do. As you mature in life, I urge you to never stop questioning why. Respectfully debate people with whom you disagree, but remember everyone has a backstory that got them to where they are. Ask them what it is so you can understand where they're coming from and tell them yours so they can understand you better. You may change someone's mind or they may change yours or none of the above, but keep your mind open and never stop wondering. Plot and plan, but be flexible and fluid. The best things in life are usually the ones you didn't plan on or expect. Let life unfold and please don't be too hard on yourself. You're doing your best and that's perfect. Sometimes life involves a little suffering and that's when you know you're growing as a person. Those are character building times where you get another opportunity to make yourself proud. You can get through anything. You've got this. Say yes to things that challenge you to go out of your comfort zone. Everyone is scared to do this, but if it's not scary, then you're not being brave. I have faith in you that you will be the agents of change and you will be the hashtag future ready by being kind to one another and leading by example that we are more, we are more alike than we think and we're all in this together. So we may as well smarten up and start paying attention to what is really important. Keep doing the great work. You're on a great path. Please stay on it. And I'll end the way I end all my podcasts. If you like what you heard, please go to iTunes and leave it. And then I said, no, I'm just kidding. I said, work hard, be nice, have fun, laugh, peace. So that was my address. Thank you for listening. Um, funny that I mentioned we care about your mental health. And then right before I walked in there, I got a text from my daughter, Beth, that said Kate Spade had died by suicide. And... Obviously, mental health is now becoming an epidemic in our, in our, not in our family, but in our world that we live in, our human family. Um, and it should be on the forefront of what we're talking about and dealing with. Because for some reason, if you tell someone you have cancer, they want to do everything they can for you. And if you tell someone you have a you know mental illness problem, they are like, okay, bye, sorry. And we have to change that because there's too many people in pain. It's so sad. 
So I plan on talking more about that in the future. But uh, what a great experience. Thank you to Bonnie Downs for asking me to do it. And I really loved it. I love talking to people and I love hearing feedback. Um, Like I jokingly started to say, if you like what you hear, do go to iTunes and leave me um, a review or rate or, you know, whatever, or go to my website and leave a comment. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you want to hear about. And um, if you have a story that you want to tell, get in touch with me. All right, everyone. Work hard. Be nice. Have fun. Laugh. Peace.